This is The Hidden Why Podcast, episode 604 with Scott Gerber. Welcome to The Hidden Why's 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learned to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's featured guest is Scott Gerber. The topic is community. Scott Gerber is the CEO of The Community Company, an organization that builds and manages professional communities for media companies and global brands. He is the founder of YEC, an invitation-only organization comprised of the world's most successful young entrepreneurs, and also Forbes Councils, a collective of invitation-only organizations for elite executives. He is also an internationally syndicated columnist and co-author of Super Connector, and the author also of Never Get a Real Job. Scott is an interesting guy. He shares a lot in this episode about community. Enjoy the show. G'day, Scott. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here with me, mate, and uh, glad we could connect. You've got a new book coming out called Super Connector. Super exciting. How's that all going? It's really exciting. You know, my partner and I have been working for 10 years on this mindset and this framework, and we've put into action now with tens of thousands of executives and entrepreneurs, uh, and to finally be able to hopefully push it into the mainstream and get rid of that networker mentality, uh, I think is really uh, something that is a personal passion of ours, and we're just we're really excited that folks like you are, are really on board trying to, trying to get everybody's head straight. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, really great to have you here today, mate. The topic today is community, and I believe the book is about that. Uh, But Mm -hmm. give us a little bit of an insight. What is community to you, and how do you define that word? Yeah, so community is basically uh, a like-minded group with a commonality around something uh, that is of of keen importance, uh, something that is shared by everybody, something that is the ethos or the passion of what makes them tick. Uh, It could be a professional thing. It could be a personal thing. uh, It could be based on a geography like the pond you live in, so to speak, or uh, a key hobby or insight you share, uh, like you know something like universal basic income uh, as a group and a thought leadership group around it. It's just it's it's. Really, what does it mean to you? Um, but but in our you know uh, sort of mindset, we believe that community is the fundamental way in which people can better connect with one another because they are bound by something that is a higher belief than themselves. It is something that is the glue, if you will, uh, that that helps them to connect as human beings. Okay, so it's all about. Um the the opportunity to connect and maybe enhance our relationships would that be fair absolutely in 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 a group that cares and is dedicated to some common cause or commonality so it's got to have that common common interest 
Yeah, so for example, we have professional groups like YEC, Young Entrepreneur Council, uh, which was founded on the principle that youth entrepreneurship uh, is is something that is incredibly powerful and life-altering, and that we as a group fundamentally care about spreading that idea around the world uh, because it is a means by which people can, you know, do everything from lift themselves out of poverty to empower millions of people to create wealth for oneself and others around you. Uh, And so that was the sort of foundational elements that bring all those folks together. Now, as an offshoot, they connect, they do uh, things like diagnose business challenges or get very you know, wonderful resources, attend events, but it's all based on that core belief uh, in, in, in what youth entrepreneurship means to all of those individuals. So that just gives you an example of the power of a core idea of the ethos of a community that draws people together. Yeah, awesome. And what is this, what, why is this so important to you, this topic? You know, it's interesting. I, I mean, I feel like people uh, still today in many ways don't surround themselves with the right people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about how it's very important that your inner circle uh, is incredibly selective because, you know, there's this old saying that you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And if you really take stock in that idea, most people, I think, would not be happy uh, with that average. Yeah. And it's because they've not surrounded themselves with a community of people that truly share an ambition or a goal or a lifestyle choice or, you know, the things that make life worth living, that make professional goals worth striving for. And so we really believe that it really begins success uh, on a personal level uh, with the idea that the people or, that, or the company you keep ultimately determine uh, where you will become valuable to others or how you'll become valuable yourself um, and focusing keenly. Uh, on that group of people around you to build a very deep uh, and meaningful series of relationships rather than this sort of nonsense, surface-level social media vanity metric nonsense, Mm. uh, I think is going to lead you down a much more productive path in the long term. Okay, you raised a couple of interesting points there. Um, So with community, I mean, I I guess this is a topic that's relevant to everyone. Would that be a fair comment? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, even if you're not a business professional, a life worth living is based on the relationships you have. And that's absolutely a community you surround yourself with. So this Mm -hmm. is a fundamental human belief or or you have to see it through that lens to understand just how powerful of an impact it could or does have on your life. Yeah, I'd absolutely say it's a fundamental human need, the relationships in our life. And there's been scientific studies that have uh, shown that, you know, the, the quality of our relationships actually um, reflects on the quality of our overall well-being and even longevity in life as well. I, I absolutely have seen those studies, and it's one hundred percent true. Uh, and, and you'll you know, look, the right communities can you know help you in the worst times and be there for you in the best times. Um, but at the end of the day, it's that powerful, uh, you know, sort of uh, coalition of people that are going to propel you forward to be your best self. Okay, interesting stuff. And uh, very relevant, so everyone out there listening uh, can benefit from this conversation, I believe. Um, Now, we have communities in our everyday life, and it's probably something that a lot of people look past and don't even think about, but um, you just look at your group of friends. That, That is a community, isn't that right? 
Absolutely. I mean, a community is everything from your local town because you're a, an engaged member of your town or city. Uh, it could be considered your group of friends. It could be considered your professional association or your professional mastermind group uh, or simply your mentorship or peer to peer knowledge sharing circles. Um, you know, and, and but at its core, it's really just putting yourself into groups that ultimately are. Uh, in which you could be an emotionally intelligent, uh, self-aware participant, someone who's going to really be able to be habitually generous to those around you to really ensure that you are being a valued contributor that's going to ultimately help to improve upon the community and bring in more amazing people. Excellent. So do you help uh, enhance communities that already exist or do you help actually build them? Both. Uh, you know, we've built communities from the ground up with the community company. Uh, you know, we, we do community-driven programs for uh, media companies and global brands. Um, and we've also looked at programs that uh, brands or individuals have done uh, where they've brought together a stakeholder group, but maybe it's not as engaged as they would like. Maybe it's a membership community that doesn't have a fantastic renewal rate or it's not as sticky as they would like. Uh, or in some cases, it's just a total rethink of, well, we thought community. I mean, this is the big one now. You have a lot of these brands that for you know, God knows how long have been pouring millions of dollars into social media networks um, only to have the rug pulled out from under them when they thought they had a community uh, when reality was they had a bunch of vanity metrics, like shares, tweets, and so forth, uh, that was an audience, which is very different. An audience is not a community. An audience is, you know, a series of dots and, 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 and likes, right? It's, it's, it's people buying into a piece of you, but not what you're about, right? They saw an article on Facebook, and now all of a sudden you think, oh, because they like that, that adds to your metrics. Well, that person's an engaged passionate individual of my community. It's a lie. And so now all these brands are starting to rethink, well, what does community mean to these brands? Because we invested heavily in all these social media networks, and now they're destroying what we thought was our community, or at least our access to that community. Um, And and I would argue that they invested into technology platforms uh, and did not invest in the people that traffic those technology platforms in the correct way. That's an interesting topic. Um, so, look again. We we often hear these days about you know creating that digital community. Um, you know, put your Facebook page up, for example, and and get some follows and really have a sense of community. Um, and I'm sort of under the assumption, and perhaps you, you'd agree with this or could uh, give some further insight. But that digital community is very passive. I wouldn't say it's it's totally active or engaged because. Um, there's a lack of that connection or ability to actually build a relationship other than by, um, you know, digital communication. So, so, you know, I, I, I would disagree with the premise to a certain extent, and that is it all is about the facilitator, all about the convener. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, have, we have various different digital communities that are incredibly engaged, very meaningful, people that have taken those relationships offline and, you know, gone and built relationships themselves. But it's because they're properly cared for. It's because they're properly curated. It's so have, because they, there was, have they then created a community that have engaged people enough to actually then enhance it by going offline and connecting in those relationships, or does it can oh, it still happen all online and digital? It can be both, and it's all about what the group is about. I mean, again, you can have very robust conversation and discussion uh, and have a digital 
you know, presence be the predominant presence of the community. In fact, my partner, uh, who's also the co-author of Superconnector, Ryan Paw, he was actually the, one of the first community builders of a social network online. Uh, it was called Brazen Careerist in the early 2000s, uh, and it was an entire network only of digital uh, individual, you know, folks really that cared about the career, uh, you know, millennial careers and so forth. It was incredibly engaged for its time. I think the challenge is is that people are not using the technology tools to amplify the humanity of people. They are trying to use the technology tools to amplify the marketing message or internal sales KPI that is basically ensuring a social media manager still keeps their job or that they are uh, basically worrying about selling a product. And that's where it goes off the rails, right? There's a big difference between, hey, we need a million followers to uh, this Facebook page versus we need the right hundred people in a private Facebook group. I would argue that the private Facebook group, if well moderated and curated, can give you an, uh, you know way more value in the form of market research, value to stakeholders in your company, influencer and advocate-related insights, content that can be created externally, influencer recognition, then the passive, as you said earlier, and you're correct, the passive type of stuff like a Facebook page, like a tweet on Twitter. Um, I think there are just certain tools that are better uh, for human engagement that should be utilized. My argument to uh, community managers out there is, number one, community management is not a social media exercise, right? It is a platform, sure, that you can use for community management, but that is not a social media manager's job description. Human engagement is somebody uh, running that that is empathetic, is emotionally intelligent, understands and is very curious about people. Social media managers are looking at amplifying or tying into moments in the social sphere. These are very different goals Mm. uh, for these professionals. And I think people are heavily invested in the wrong area because that's where it used to be. But now what's happening is you have groups like Facebook that are fundamentally changing their business model because they realize what happened. Well, when you let algorithms dictate you know, sales, which I understand as a capitalist, sometimes you have to go for the revenue metric above all else in some cases, um, you fundamentally destroy the purpose of the platform. And Facebook got so out of whack where it was really destroying conversations or not bringing the right people together or putting brand messaging and marketing speak out there that it was not creating the, the meaningful conversation. So what did they do? They removed all all that stuff they destroyed you know access for brands and publishers overnight by a change of the algorithm and now human interaction is going to be the number one uh, share and visibility metric on Facebook so now if you're not amplifying the humanity you actually are failing so you have all these brands that have been investing totally incorrectly for years that now have to change course and totally reverse engineer strategy that makes sense for a human first element and it's very very difficult Okay, I uh, first of all want to say thank you. I can just tell the passion behind this topic to you. Uh, yeah. That comes across, which is really great. Um, look, it, it's really huge. And, and uh, you know, you, you talked about sales and the capitalists and all that sort of stuff there uh, around community. I mean, community, again, if you really build that solid community, where it's about the human connection, I mean, good things are going to come from that, whether that be sales or anything else, yeah? So good things are going to flow from that. What are the yeah, other I mean, benefits look, of creating a strong community? Yeah, you know, you know, I think it's two parts, right? I mean, number one, the best connectors in the world, this is just in them. Uh, it's a better way to live your life. It's a better way to engage with people. Yeah. So just from a human element, I think it's more fulfilling. I mean, we've all met that networker 
Uh, and I don't think I've ever met someone that's like, wow, I really like that networker I just met, right? That idea of like that greasy business card, handshake, telling them all about the sales pitch in the first 30 seconds they meet you. And I think that's a lot what communities uh, have become because they've been bastardized by people with self-gain and personal gain at the forefront. And that's the problem, which is why you need moderation uh, and, and a strong uh, level of <clears throat> excuse me, uh, facilitation and curation in order to build great communities. But to your point, beyond the potential of reciprocity, right? Like you build strong relationships and one day you can make a smart ask of someone to help you uh, if you need an introduction to someone or uh, someone comes to you because you have a great reputation that wants to buy from you or people learn about who you are and what you do and uh, will refer you. Like that's all great. Uh, and that's that's obviously from a uh, we all have to pay the bills perspective. You know, nobody's saying to be a nonprofit here. Um, that's one way to look at community. The other way is is that you know I think we forget that by going surface level deep with most people, we never have a sounding board. We never have an inner circle. We can actually trust. I mean, the thing that kills me is when people I ask people all the time like who's in your inner circle, uh, and most people will give like. You know, people that I will guarantee if push came to shove and you had to make a phone call in a bind, three out of the five people you mentioned to me wouldn't call you back that day, maybe even that week. Yeah. And that's the kind of society we're becoming, one that thinks that we – that being connected and being a connector are the same thing. They are not. Hmm. Uh and so I implore people to realize that, you know, you're not going to go uh, to the grave with your wealth. Um, you, you, so, so the reality is, is that the human touch, the social currency you create, that's really the most valuable asset you can ever build. And so your relationships are the number one thing you should invest in. And you should invest in getting better at who and how to build relationships with the right people uh, that can be incredibly long-term uh, and incredibly mutually beneficial. Okay, cool. And I, and I think that's um, probably like some of these groups online, these digital communities um, where you do join and you just have that. It's just so easy not to be engaged with that. Like I'm, I don't feel like I'm in many groups, obviously, and I just don't feel like a, a part of that community. Yes, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm connected to that page, but I'm not, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not in it, if that makes sense. Well, we talk about in the book a lot around this idea of the oasis effect. And what we say is, is that when you're part of communities that are well-intentioned, but perhaps a little bit bigger, like um, major conferences or trade shows yeah. or just a large digital groups, if you're engaged and you see who else is engaged, you can begin to invite people to what we call an oasis, another smaller, more intimate yeah. group. Yeah. whether it's in the real world, so to speak, or digitally, um, to get to know those individual stakeholders better. And then ultimately you're creating, not to say you're disengaging from the main group you're a part of, but by creating and curating your own group, you're actually helping others who also are passionate like you are about the topic or the area of interest or wanting to build relationships with other like-minded individuals. Mm. You're taking the work out of it for them to meet other people that are equally as engaged as they are versus just putting time into potentially exercises that don't matter. But if you're seen as the convener of that, if you can remove the friction from them meeting the right other people, by definition, you're becoming a connector, you're becoming a sphere of influence. And this is something you can do in multiple different areas, whether it's you know going to a conference and before the conference, inviting 15 people you research that really should know each other to a private you know meeting in a pub just to hang out and get to know one another, uh, make sure there's an email digest sent out so everybody knows who's coming and a couple of factoids about them. That's not part of the LinkedIn bona fides. Um, 
Or if you're in a digital environment where it's, again, the five people that you see that are the most authoritative in a group uh, and consistently engaging, where you say, hey, you guys are the most engaged in this group. I've been a part of this for a while. Would you like to start another much smaller group that's really you know, about the highest level of engagement and discussion versus just this sort of massive interest or hobbyist group? But these kinds of things, again, if you're, if you're mindful, if you're uh, aware – if you are putting yourself in a position to be that convener, it can do wonderful things to, to build those kind of communities. Okay, so let's just um, touch on a couple of those points. What are the what are the key benefits to creating a, a really engaged community? Well, I think number one, it's just it makes life worth living. I mean, I say that yeah. you know, great people equals a much more fulfilling life. Uh, you're surrounded by much better people. Number two, you have a sounding board. You have people that will tell you when you're being an idiot. You have people when you tell you when you know in your if, in the best and worst times you have people you can trust. Uh, number three, you're beginning to build if you're a professional uh, by going deep with people that really know you and being able to share what you do in a way that is not salesy. Over time, people will be in situations when you're not around that they hear key trigger words or phrases in a conversation, and they are going to help you to create inbound opportunities because they know what you're about, what your strengths are, um, and they care about you. Um, versus just, oh, I met some guy and he gave me a business card. You stand out more. You're more clear. Uh, and then lastly, I think that by you know creating these various different groups uh, around yourself or communities, you're also opening yourself up to a lot more potential knowledge sharing and a lot more insights from different perspectives. I think today, especially on the social media networks, we have become so tunnel visioned by only talking to people who are exactly like us because we've become so algorithm heavy in a hidden way that people are just becoming uh, basically, you know, you're all Democrats, so you're all Republicans. You all like animals, you all are hunters. You know, there's no synergistic conversation. There's nothing but synergistic conversations. There's no diametric viewpoints without hatred and without these, these just immediate reactions that are so insanely to the nth degree that you can't have dialogue. And so by creating these communities that maybe everyone doesn't share every single thing, but they share something that they agree on, that they're passionate about, that they uh, really trust someone else because of, it allows you on the things you don't agree on to have more authentic conversations. I think all these things are, make you a more well-rounded human being, make you a better business person. Mm. And again, like I started with, it just makes life more interesting when you have amazing people surrounding you in all different facets every day. Yeah, it totally makes sense. When you're part of something you know, with a, a common interest, um, you can enhance that passion and that, that thing that you value or believe. Um, so that's going to you know, raise your level of fulfillment. Um, and I also like that knowledge sharing. You know, I think that, that ability to connect, I think this is what makes the human race so, uh, so damn um, enhanced today is that we, we could connect together uh, in that sense of community, share our creative ideas, and, and that sharing really um, speeds up the process of innovation and advancement. Yeah, I mean, look, we say in the book, and I say this all the time, you know, super connectors are not just people who are great at connecting people, we're also information brokers. You know, there's obviously this old saying, uh, you know, you know, who you know is everything. Uh, I would argue what you know is equally or sometimes more important, because that's what triggers the people that you need to know to take notice, right? If you don't have something worth saying, there's a good chance that 
people that you should be surrounded by won't take notice of you because you have nothing to bring to the table. Uh, and so being at the center of influence where you can hear and see and extract knowledge that uh, be exposed to knowledge you wouldn't otherwise know about, uh, new industries, new insights, ways to look at a, a debate in a different way, it gives you more perspective and it allows you to share that knowledge with a tribe of people that ultimately might see you as uh, an, an area as an influencer, might be able to see you as someone who's trying to drive a conversation differently, but it gives them something to hook onto, uh, which is more than most people are willing to do. Yeah, nice. And um, with as far as communities go, whether we're trying to create a community within our organisation, um, which actually is something that I am looking to do at the moment, or maybe we're just trying to create a community about something we're passionate about. Um, what what are the fundamental steps in creating a community? Can you give us some some advice and some action points? Yep. I think first and foremost, you have to be incredibly selective. You need to pick your criteria. And this is not meant to be an elitist, but it's meant to, again, be selective in the company you keep uh, and ensure that whatever your goals are for this community are well kept, are people that are going to take it seriously, are people that will see the value of the curation you're going to do. And they should have some kind of criteria, whether that you know, again, if it's a professional group, maybe it's a revenue number. Uh, if it's a, an executive group, maybe it's a certain level of years of experience or a title in the business. Um, but whatever it is, it gives everybody sort of an even playing field, even though they might be diametrically different human beings. The second is be incredibly thoughtful about the forum you're going to create this in. Should it be a get-together of an event of some kind? Should it be a digital forum? Is it a combination? You know, Figuring out how to tie in to people's time is the most important thing because time is the number one asset for everyone. And you want to make sure you're going to get that engagement and not overshoot it. Like you might say, man, I'm going to do this amazing event for my community. And you know, you put all this work in and then two people show up versus if you had just started and built traction with the community for the first you know, year as a very strongly moderated community uh, you know, online, it might have started something that could then be taken offline. Uh, the third is moderate, but also enforce. Um, every community should have rules and guidelines. You should treat it like a professional organization in certain instances. If someone's out of line, they should know it and potentially be removed. If, if topics are totally out of bounds, they should be removed and the person should be informed why so that they are educated about what the dialogue should be. Because in creating an authentic series of conversations around something that everybody's trying to learn from, you want to keep it focused to make sure people don't get disengaged mm. because it's not well taken care of. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, you know, don't try to be a networker. Again, a networker to me by definition is someone that is short-term sighted, looking for immediate value, usually personal gain in the form of profiting financially, um, is not looking for long-term relationship building, uh, is, is basically out for themselves. Yeah. You want to be a true connector. You want to be habitually generous to your community. You want to be empathetic to others in their positions. You don't want to be judgmental. You want people to be their rawest most truest selves. And in order to do that, it has to be a safe space. And so if you all of a sudden allow people to be networkers and try to weave their way in to get something for themselves in an unsolicited sort of way, um, that's where problems occur. That's where the trust is broken. That's where everything dives. And I, and I think that's the intent, you know, I mean, so many people, that's the intent of a lot of people joining communities is to have that networking ability, to have that immediate win um, but, you know, community is really about a different intent, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And again, you, this is why I go back to being selective, because you should be clear about the intentions of the group so people know what they're signing up for. Uh, and, and there's a clear understanding that if you're going to have to remove people or if they shouldn't maybe join, uh, then then that's something to be you know very considerate about. Yeah. Um, I just think you can't be everything to everyone, so don't try. Be something to some people, not everything to everyone. Okay, cool. Um, so if we're looking to, to start a group, I mean, should we, we start by just really doing a bit of a plan, like writing down, you know, our mission, what we're about, what our values are? Is that the process you'd, you'd sort of adopt? Yeah, I mean, look, it could be as formal or informal as you want. You know, again, it just depends. I mean, when I started YEC in 2010, I didn't have anything other than a core belief in the idea that entrepreneurship was empowering. And I really believe that it was one of those core things in the gut of thousands of young entrepreneurs they believed too. And in every conversation I would have, I would be reaffirmed that while this wasn't the topic by which they were discussing, because they were in their own business or you know the, their charitable stuff was, let's say, about cancer research or something else, they all fundamentally cared about it. And this finally brought that out of them to give them that podium. But it was very organic. It, you know, Had I started the community as, you know, here, here is this massive plan. Here is the steps. Here, if I made it that formulaic, I might not have gotten people uh, involved because they might have thought it was too structured. They might have yeah. felt it was that there was a, a goal I was not stating for personal gain. But by truly showing through my actions how much I cared, by being uh, authentic, by showing people the kinds of high caliber folks we were bringing in, that encouraged them to then want to bring people in. And once it got to the point where there was sort of a foundation – then we said, okay, guys, look, this is obviously becoming something very, very cool. We all agree that if it's going to be something that's long-lasting, we're going to have to put some structure around it to ensure that it remains you know, as, as cool and, and valuable as when it started. Let's put some real structure around it. Let's put some real framework around it. At that time, it's acceptable. Because you've, you've created something of value, people see it, people respect it, and when you make an honest announcement like, okay, guys, we started this with the best of intentions, but now we gotta, we got to make this something so it doesn't go away, so it doesn't fade, everybody's on your side because they like it too and they've seen real value. Yeah, it's a really valid point. Um, excellent stuff. So, mate, it's, it's been an incredible conversation, a lot about community. I know there's so much more in this topic, uh, but that's a good segue to... Uh, direct people to your book. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes. So guys listening out there, um, jump online to The Hidden Why. Uh, check out the show notes for Scott Gober and uh, use the link there. I'll put the uh, Amazon link to Scott's book there, Super Connector. What is the subtitle, Scott? Super Connector, stop networking and start building business relationships that matter. Business relationships that matter. I like that. Mate, fantastic stuff. Love your work. Thank you. I love your passion too. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. All right, until next time, guys, peace, passion, purpose. See you soon. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, man. That was fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, nice, sharp, and quick. Uh, a lot more there that we could probably delve into, so let's stay connected, and perhaps <laughs> we could do a, a round two sometime. Good deal, man. Good deal. Yeah, let me know when it goes live. We'll push it out. We'll do, mate. Thanks, and all the best with the uh, continuation of your book launch. Thanks, boss. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. 
I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.